0: There we go. All right. Welcome to episode 54 of BobbyCast with uh, Dirk Spentley. What happened to my theme song? Bobby you, you, Bones from the
1: radio, he's got himself. No, that was for TV shows. Oh, a TV show. That's a whole yeah. different yeah. thing. I, we, we still have that. Okay, no, no, good, it's still good. out there. All right. I it's still I first your podcast, I was like, where's my uh But that was...
0: Dirk's wrote a song for a TV pilot that we're still in the middle of. And yeah. so I was like, hey and so you made a song but it still exists just nobody's heard it yet because they're not we're on lockdown with that thing until July because you had to sign a contract where nobody can see or hear anything until July that
1: was fun me and some of the guys of the band Dan and our fiddle play we all kind of came up with a little theme song for you but uh, hopefully I'll hear that one day
0: I was um, talking to someone that uh, Sarah at CMA Mm. and she was talking about how you guys used to work at Nashville Network together yeah so this is, what we were just talking before, my stand-up show on Saturday night. Congratulations, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was like, hey, <laughs> she was like, is Dirk's coming? And I was like, no, I think Dirk's on the road. I guess everybody assumes if I'm in town, you're going to come to the show. Mm-hmm. She was just like, hey, is Dirk's coming? I was like, he is not. I would have been there. He is not coming. He's, uh, he's on the road. And she said, you know, Dirk's used to, I knew know you used to work at Nashville Network, but she was like, you know, he used to leave CDs on everybody's chairs mm-hmm. all the time. Like you, would, he would leave, and he would just leave music on everybody's chair, so we would all have it and hear it. Hustling. Was that to get people to actually hear the music, or was that because you liked them as friends and you wanted to hear your music? No, that was me trying to get it. You
1: know, just opening every door possible, and um, I definitely wanted them to hear it. But I was trying to get something going, and not really in a desperate way. Just like you know, I was working on music, and uh, you know, Sarah, anyone I thought could like be a, be of help, with, like you know, of hearing that and help me maybe. Put it in someone's hands or get a get a, you know, kick down a door was, was uh, the point, but um, I can't believe she remembers that. Yeah, we worked at Tina, and the building's gone where we used to work, it was across the street from the Opry House, and it was when Tina and CMT were kind of all packed together. And I was just doing anything I could at that point, um, you know, I was recording songs, I was playing downtown on Lower Broadway, I was writing at uh, you know, ASCAP in the, the, the little writer's room they have upstairs for they allow anyone to, to write in, so it's just kind of a thing of just shotgun blast putting as so much stuff out there and seeing what would, would stick and I'm sorry about my voice by the way but I just did three shows in a row and traveled back today from South Dakota and my voice is a little fried
0: do you when you travel do you always fly back you always fly your own plane back
1: I always fly the band and I always fly, the, always fly
0: I don't know what you think is of flying there's some di- it's one of two things because I, I, don't, I don't understand the flying thing with you and so much so and I think you're probably a good pilot I'm no, good I mean you have to be right Yeah, yeah they, they also call them those little planes like you know lawyer killers <laughs> because you get just you get just oh, right, good right, enough right. and then you well, get out there yeah
1: it's man the, the flying thing is so um, it's you know it's a whole other show but it is you know it's it's a it's a Manifestation, that's something that I, I put out there a long time ago, and um, I think it's one thing you and I share in common is manifesting our realities, and, and, and it starts with small things. It started off me just when I was 19, wanting to get my pilot's license, and it took me three years to get it. Why did you want to get a pilot's license? I just wanted to fly. I just had that. When I was, when I was a kid, I made model airplanes. I just wanted, and I just wanted to, to fly, and uh, it took me three years just because it took time and money to do it. But I got my pilot's license, and then I just stopped flying because I didn't really have a mission. And then I flew with Kenny Chesney one time, coming back from a show in a private jet. My first time ever in a jet. I was like, "This is unbelievable." It was back in two thousand three. It was me, Keith, and Kenny in a plane. It was awesome. I was like, "Whoa, this is what I want," you know. And so I've done this with a couple things. I made my password on my computer. When we landed, we went to like a different terminal, right, where, where jets go, and it was a place called Signature. It was like a, it's it's like a the 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 little general aviation plane for. A place for jets, and I wrote, I made signature my password in my computer, and so every time I ty- had to get on my computer, I had to type the word signature, and uh, I was like, I want to get it, I want to, I want to own a jet, and uh, you know, my career kind of stalled out around 2008, and that dream, I was like, you know, that's never going to happen, I'm never going to own a jet school, but uh, you know, that dream kind of went away, and uh, I was playing a gig somewhere with halfway to Hazard of all people, and a little plane flew overhead. And these guys, are like, I always look up the planes. And these guys go, "Yeah, that's Tim McGraw. He's, he's, that's he's Tim's up there flying that plane to the gig today. It was a charity gig we were doing." And I was like, "Tim McGraw has his own cologne. He's not flying around in a little six-cylinder <laughs> prop plane by himself." And sure enough, it was Tim McGraw. And he's like, "Yeah, I'm getting my pilot's license, and he was flying this cool plane." And what do you mean, um,
0: getting my pilot's license, and he was flying the plane.
1: Well, he was with an instructor flying okay. to a gig, you know, right. multitasking. And so I went out the next day and started flying with that instructor, and I just fell back in love with flying again. And I had I had a kid at this point too; Evie was born. So I was looking for ways to kind of cut the corners off some of my travel. At this point, I was flying Southwest all the time, and so I started flying that small plane nonstop because of a of a of McGraw. And I put about five, six, seven hundred hours in that plane, flying everywhere. And uh, long story short, now how things you put them out there in the universe, they come back to you. I uh, was flying out of O'Hare. I flew a commercial plane into O'Hare went around to the other side of the airport and jumped in my plane, my little prop plane that someone had met me with to fly to a gig in a small town. And I was using the bathroom at the urinal and I looked up and the word signature was above the urinal. And I was like, Oh my God. Like it, it totally worked out in a way I wasn't expecting. I thought I was going to be in the back of a jet. You know, that was my, my, what I was manifesting hoping to manifest ended up being in the front left seat of a prop plane, which was way cool. I'd rather be the pilot than, than a passenger. And, uh, it's just it's crazy you put things out there like that and they come around and now and it continues to evolve I've met you know I've met the guys at Cessna and became friends with the the guy that runs the company I'm flying a little bit different plane now that I can actually hold all the guys in my band they're they're all brave enough to fly with me, and I have another pilot that flies with us too, so there's two of us up front
0: it's, the, the, the planes just because sm- we were together in Vegas and you were like, yeah. hey, we're leaving at four pm tomorrow if you want to fly. I was like, dude, I appreciate the offer. I don't want to get in a small plane like that. Like I don't feel comfortable.
1: Yeah, you. If you flew, you know, for me and the guys of the band, it's you know, it's we have kids, and it's just like I remember the first time I took a, a guitar player with me, our old guitar player Brian Lason. He's like, I'll go up with you one time when it's p- perfectly clear, and we don't go a mile from the airport. <laughs> I was like, all right, we'll see about that. I flew him home one night from a gig, so he got to be home at you know midnight instead of getting home the next day on the bus at like ten a.m. I called him Velcro because I could not get him out of the seat. He was stuck to that seat. Every time I was flying in ice, rain, snow, he was always like first one wanting to go because it's a time machine. If you got kids in this business, um, you have to be two places at once.
0: It's definitely just, and, and maybe not even that plane, but you know sometimes work, if they're somewhere I have to get quick, they'll send a plane. Yeah. And they'll go, hey, we need you New York to Los Angeles, and then we need you back in New York. So yeah. they'll send their plane, and I'll just get shipped around. Yeah, It's a game. It's a changed. I like
1: it. it is, and it's a total luxury, and I, it's crazy even talking about it. But it is for me. I want to be as successful as a dad as I am as I feel like as I've been as a as a singer entertainer. And to do that, you have to be present. You have to be there. You can't talk about it. You have to be there for the you know make the breakfast. You got to be there to go to the games. You got to be there to do all the. The little things, the tiny things, the, the dumb things, and it's uh, a lot that,
0: of math, though, right? Are you doing math all the time up there, or not really? I'm just, just, just seeing you up on a calculator the whole time, and I'm going, God, no, they're just trying I to mean, do trigonometry. No, I mean, luckily, my
1: buddy Austin, who I fly with, is such a help. I mean, it's, when you got a two man crew, it really helps out a lot. But um, we have got a great product. You find a, a Cessna plane, and it's, it's, it's really reliable, great people, and the great service, and uh, it is just it, it makes. It, and I fly the whole band with me too. Those guys go with me everywhere, and so when we walk on stage they're in a great mood because their families are happy their wives are in good spirits they've been with their kids that morning we hit the stage it makes for a better show I mean it makes it's a win-win for us for the, our, our fans and obviously for our, our kids so it's it's kind of at this point of my career it's one has you know they go hand in hand
0: how do you do your band because so I have our little stupid band yeah and I have a couple people that I keep on all the time my mm-hmm. drummer my bassist they're just my drummer my bassist yeah cool but do you? But everybody else kind of trickles in and out. And I pay them, you know, they have to get paid differently because yeah. some do some shows. Is your whole band like on a retainer? Like, do you pay them a salary? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're like your people. Yeah,
1: that's. I mean, I've always been a band guy. When I was playing down Lower Broadway, I just liked being in the band. You know, I loved. I had a list of like you know a hundred guys i have met over the year years of being down there. If I needed a steel player, I'd call <clears throat> Rusty Danmeyer. If I needed an upright bass player, I'd call this guy. You know, so I just I've always loved musicians. They're my favorite people. They're just to be a great musician, you have to learn from all the people before you. So it really humbles you to, to a degree. You know, you don't think you're the greatest guy ever because you have to study all the people that came before you to get good. So they're just great people. They're fun to be around. They don't have egos. But and you pay them. They get a paycheck the so from like your company. Yes. Yeah, so what i was saying, the greatest thing when you actually get a band. You go from paying them day rates when you actually put them on salary. It's like the best feeling because it's a big deal for them to be on salary. And so yeah, they get they get paid a salary throughout the whole year, whether we're we're touring or not. It's awesome.
0: If they came to you and said, "Hey, Dirks, listen, I am going to leave. I'm going to go over to Urban."
1: No one's leaving my band
0: <laughs> because they just enjoy the because vibe. I,
1: because they love, we have a great vibe together. We're super close. We're as close as probably your morning show is. And I, they get paid really well, and they fly everywhere with me to every gig. When I fly a lot, so they're they so their them.
0: lifestyle. You 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 give you give them the lifestyle that makes them want to stay.
1: There's no gig out there that anyone in my band would ever take. You could toss the greatest rock band out there they would never take that gig
0: hmm.
1: i treat them like they're those guys are my that, that is all my dude time that's all my bro time is with the guys in the band those are who i do all my stuff with that's when i come home i'm like i don't need to see any other males i'm good i've been with my guys all weekend we had a great time we went and saw mount rushmore <laughs> we we went hiking we played video games we and we were going through this shared experience together when i walk on stage that's like a you know, I have a lot of other friends, but with these guys, we have a shared experience of going out there every day and having to, you know, run this marathon and crack this rock and break it up into little pieces over and over again and find ways to do it where it makes it fun for us continually. It's kind of like a therapy session in a way. If you really are trying to do it in an honest and sincere way, the live show that is, and not just put on a show, but go through an experience with your fans and with your fellow bandmates. Um it's uh, I really approach it that way. Obviously I'm, it's my deal, but I approach it as a band from the way we interact on stage to even where their mics are placed on stage, you know, up near mine, not way in the back. You know, we're, it's more like a level, you know, think of Pearl Jam. I try to keep it up tight and close like that
0: so if you're away doing dude stuff is there any resentment from your wife because she's at home with the kids and she's like you get to go and do dude stuff." i know you're working but still you're doing dude fun stuff and then you come home and she's been with the kids
1: totally yeah i mean i won't say resentment but there's there's i mean there's i have to be honest about it and transparent about it because i am i i am doing my job this is what i do but i love what i do i mean i love uh, there's nothing like being on stage with your guys and your fans and um and I get to do stuff, uh, you know, there's there's work but yeah, like I went hiking yesterday in, in the Black Hills in the mountains outside of Rapid City, South Dakota and I was in Billings, Montana two days ago, uh hiking through just beautiful um mountains around there, the hills around there and just and I just tell her this stuff. I'm not trying to hide from her. I'm like I I know it's raining all weekend in Nashville and here I am like in like seventy five degree weather in like Montana, probably my f- one of my favorite states in the whole country and so when I come home, I just, I'm ready for battle, man. I'm ready to like help out in any way I possibly can. I wake up every morning at 4.44 so I can go get my workout in, be done by six and be home like ready to be fully engaged in like the drama of having three kids and three dogs and all the work that goes into trying to make that house, you know, run great and, and uh, everyone have great day. So I owe her a lot. she, it's, if I ever were to win an award, um, the only reason I would love to win one. <laughs> if was, I ever were to
0: win
1: an award. If Keith Urban and I ever do win an award, um, <laughs> I'd want to go out there just to thank her because it's incredible, man. She, it's, it's, it's hard, man. Um, any, all moms out there, any, any parent, um, that's the hardest gig, man. You know, you, I know how hard you work. It's insane. your are your work ethic. And I, 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 you know, I work really hard too, but I think when you, that when you have kids, like it's a whole other level because there's such a responsibility there. I mean, you're basically growing this creature and your input is so important and you don't ever get a break. I mean, you're, you're, it's twenty four seven. You don't even sleep because someone's having a nightmare. Somebody peed the bed. You know, you hear a sound, dogs barking. It's just. It's so. It's twenty four seven. It's so hard. So
0: unless you're gone for three days and it's like you get a vacation. Oh, for me, yeah. I'm not saying for me. I'm saying yeah. for her.
1: No, for me, yeah. It's like I gotta. You know, it's kind of like pulling the ripcord when you get to go on the road. So you're out there and you can get stuff done, and you can choose to either. You know, party or work out, or you know, there's a lot of freedoms with that. So, um, yeah, I just try to be really transparent with her and honest about what I'm doing, and and she's super supportive. At the same time, yeah, it's it's, it's tough not getting to get that break.
0: You mentioned a minute ago in 2008 when you say your career stalled.
1: Mm. Nine, yeah, eight or nine.
0: Because right now we see you as the guy who has, you're now in the A. It's hard to get in the A group. You're in the A group. You're now in the A group. I think you're a recent addition. Yeah, if just yeah. speaking frankly, to the, you're a recent addition to the A group. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm B plus maybe. You you really are in the. I would tell you if you were not B plus plus. You're in the A vo- you're, in the, you're in the A group. Like you, you're in that mix of is he going to be in the Entertainer of the Year category? Now mm. I, it's not. He's for sure going to be nominated. Like you know, Luke is going to be nominated. Yeah, and probably going to win. Yeah, and he didn't win the ACM. Alden did, but like you know, Luke's going. But you're in that. Is he going to be in? And it's happened in the last couple of years. But it's but you're like the consummate grinder.
1: Yeah, I've used that word a lot. It's like the hockey player that goes down there and not the slap shot guy from out top, not the fancy forward that's getting the sweet goals. With the guy that goes down the corner and digs the pucks out. You know, that's probably that's when I play hockey here in town in my little league, the beer league. That's kind of my role in real life on that hockey team. And uh, I think in my career, yeah, it's it's all about it's about grinding. My favorite quote um, is is uh, was written on a was a Calvin Coolidge quote. but It's about you know, persistence and determination, you know, education and talent and genius can't take the place of persistence and determination. That is the, the key to my success for sure. And, um, I know probably for yours as well. I mean, I, there's no reason why I should be a country singer or a pilot, but you know, those are just things that, um, I I wanted to do. And if you work harder than anyone else, um, you got a better chance at making that happen.
0: What, what happened in 2008, 2009 in your mind that you you took a step back? You know,
1: I, I went out on the road with, um, I play a thousand dates on my own. I went out on the road with Kenny and then I went out the road towards straight. And I went back on the road with Kenny and that's usually, that's usually the, the platform to jump off of, you know, that's where urban flats, everyone went through Kenny back when those, when we were starting off. If you got the Kenny gig, boom, you were a couple of years from there, you'd be headlining on your own. And, you know, we were really looking like in 2008 we would be bringing out some video and it's going to be this kind of groundswell. And really, uh, it's for, uh, you know, it's just the songs weren't there. That's what it comes down to. Um, I was writing pretty much all my own songs, uh, working a lot with uh, some uh, some friends of mine here in town, and and it's not their fault either. It's it's, it's nobody's fault. I'm so happy that things are where they are. But I think I discovered you can't tour. I think I was in my mind I was trying to make albums that would um, be jet fuel for the for touring. Like how can this album, how can this song lead to headlining? And let and you know I need I need the song to help me get there. And that's just a terrible way to make records. And nothing against those records. Those records still sound like some of my are still some of my favorite sounding records, but as far as singles go and songs that are gonna move the needle and really uh you know, and, and i feel like I just needed to reset. Um I don't know, you know. I just I was you can only work so hard, man. I was working so hard on the road, touring nonstop. Um, you know, jumping off stage, I'm stage diving, I'm pulling fans up, I'm just you know, known as the hardest working man in, in country music. We did like forty one shows in forty five days one time. I mean I'm out there all the time and then I'm trying to rush back here and make records and then go back out there again. it it's just it just doesn't it just doesn't work that way. So I was on the road in two thousand eight or nine with Paisley and uh so I, I tried my headlining thing, it just wasn't working. So I was like, okay, retreat. Brad was uh I had a chance to go out with Brad and I was on that tour and uh I was opening for him and there's just a lot going on that tour. We weren't really getting a chance to sound check. Um, and there's just the the vibe of my band just crashed. It was kind of the, the tour that just, everyone just like, Phew, you know, we're just only playing for 45 minutes. And it's just, the songs weren't really there. And I just was like in the back of my bus one day. And I, was, I remember thinking, I'm going to make a bluegrass record. I'm going to make a bluegrass record and a country record and just, I need to get creative. That's what I kept thinking. Is I need to get creative because when you're on, you're in that opening slot, especially after you've headlined for a little while, it's tough to go back and just do 45 minutes of the same show every night. You know, you're trying to make the most of that 45 minutes, so you kind of get locked into doing the same show, and it just killed all of us. So um, I left and made uh, ended up making just just a bluegrass record, and uh, it really and I went back in the process of making that, being off the grid. Not worrying about re- singles or touring or anything, just trying to make a great record that, that stood alone by itself and was existed just for for itself. Totally rechanged uh, my thinking, and um, you know, I started looking around at people like Miranda Lambert, and you know, she only writes half her album, if even that. You know, and and Lady A, and these people at the time were like, you know, they're collecting great songs. You know, they re- they came to realize that after your second album, you can't write an entire album. Just, there's no time you're touring all the time you have so, so many other responsibilities I you know, was married at this point with kids too so the Bluegrass Circuit you know I was working with a guy named John Randall um, one of my best friends and he was bringing me great songs from Christofferson and Buddy Miller and just we started making a collection of, a, of an album that had my input but also had songs that kind of rounded out what I was trying to say or the feel of the album and I carried that on with working with Ross Copperman into the next couple albums and uh, really trying to make albums that don't worry about touring. Don't worry about anything. Who cares? Just make a great record. And, um, and one of the great things now, I don't have an A-lister, but where I am in my career is there's the f- better off you are at doing touring, and, you're, and the more you have those fans, the more freedom you have to say, who cares? Let's make the record you really want to make. I feel like that's why Keith is um, is making like his best records, Keith Urban's records, to me, just get better and better each time because I feel like he's even more like, I don't care. I'm going to make – great music that makes me happy that i like and hopefully you like it too but there's no there's no math behind it you know it's just totally it's pure art he didn't have to worry about where he's gonna get his next meal you know he's just making great records and i feel like there's on both ends of the spectrum when you're first starting off and you're so hungry and then when you get to a place where you have a little bit of success and you have that freedom that it brings you you can really make your best records and i feel like that's what's happening now yeah. i'm not sure that I answer your question but
0: yeah you and keith get along pretty well I love him man me too he's, right?
1: it's hard for me to be friends with him because I just have so much respect for him it's like we're, we're good friends but at the same time I'm like you're Keith Urban
0: it's yeah. almost it's almost like why do you this is the, the feeling I have with him because him and I are closer than him and than me and other Yeah. I mean, he's one of the guys that I like and we'll talk to off the show but it's like I was like why do you want to be friends with me he, like you're so smart yeah, and you're is. so talented, and you're so rich. Like everything about you is way better. That why would you want to be friends with me? That's how I feel with him.
1: He is, um, for me, I, yeah, he's like a he's like a beacon. He's someone I look up to for advice on um, just for for lifestyle and management and, and how you approach things. And he's just he's so present, which is something I always you know that's my main thing with anything I do is trying to be as present as possible in the moment that I'm in and he really is a true reflection of that I mean when you, when you speak to him when you talk to him he's so focused on what you have to say he's listening and uh it's very uncommon in this business full of you know singers and people are trying to look at me and, and uh you know are have like five seconds looking look in your eyes and they're kind of thinking about the next thing he's just really focused and present and uh, has great advice and um he's been through a lot so he can offer a a, a good um Good gyms, but whenever I see him, it's usually on a Sunday, uh, and we're doing something with our kids or something. And I'm like coming off the road; I'm just beat up. My brain his brain's already functioning faster than mine anyway. I'm coming off like no sleep. I'm tired. And I'm trying to make conversation with him. I'm like, hopefully I see you one day, and I'm not like just pure, so exhausted because it'd be fun to talk, like have an actual real conversation.
0: I take it, take a take a, wa- take a drink of water here. Take about 1800 flowers for a second. Mm. When, when you do one of these shows, you you have to? Learn I've to used do them. These. You have used I've used 1-800-Flowers. 1-800-Flowers is giving our listeners right now an exclusive 36 for 36 offer. 36 sorbet roses for 36 bucks. It's a dollar per rose. So you just pick your delivery date and 1-800-Flowers will handle the rest because Mother's Day is coming up and there's like your mom, your aunt, your mother-in-law, your – Girlfriend? No, because you're not a mom of a kid.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mother's Day, gotcha, yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Mother's Day. I was trying to catch you there. No, no, no. Um, Slip up on something. Stunning
0: sorbet roses, the perfect way to surprise all the moms in your life, your wife, all those people. Uh, uh, Refreshing mix of all those colors, like pastels. One hundred flowers are picked at their peak and shipped overnight to ensure freshness. 36 sorbet roses for $36, but it expires on Friday if you hear this right now. The 1-800-Flowers, 100% smile guarantee, so call... One eight hundred flowers slash bones. One eight hundred flowers slash bones. And again, the offer ends Friday. One eight hundred flowers And be sure to put bones in and get the deal. And again, Mother's Day. You don't want to miss Mother's Day. For you, know, you can even impress like your your mother in law. So there's that. You have Mother's Day is coming up for you. I know, you man. Have,
1: I didn't I did realize that. I'm glad you did that commercial. It's great. Your, your head it starts spinning. Yeah, yeah. I need did to you
0: me. watch? Um, so speaking of Keith, did you watch? Big Little Liar Big Little Liars
1: I need to I know Ross loves it man He's freaking out about it. Every time we write He's like talks about it Everyone's talking about that's that, 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 that show I've only seen like Half the first episode And it just
0: So it hasn't hooked you yet No I need to get it into it It took me two episodes Yeah I've seen it all now
1: I know Don't tell him I need to see it I wouldn't tell you I, no. I'm not a I, I mean, You know what I'm just not watching I'm just not watching Friday Night Lights which is like 10 years old I've a never way, seen that it right It's like, so
0: good But I'm, like, I'm so And It takes I would a while like,
1: to, to get into things Like that's a, that's a 10 year old show I'm just not getting
0: into it But I, I think I would love it Yeah But it's like there are so many new good There's shows There's so much out right
1: now I know it's unbelievable well, We're good friends with Connie She's like a good friend of ours And I, my wife and Connie are great friends And she's just one of my favorite people And I always feel so bad That I hadn't really seen that show Because it's so good And she's Her acting that is just unbelievable but Yeah I need to check out Big Little Lies It's, it's incredible
0: right? So it's yeah, it's really yeah. good. I but it's weird because again, I've gotten to know Nicole a bit. Yeah. But it's weird to see her naked on TV. And so I'm yeah. like I kinda feel weird. I feel like I should turn my head when I no. see her boob. Because I'm like <laughs> <laughs> She's an
1: she's an actress, bro. That's what they do, man. They're able to somehow they're just it's then their their body's just a, a, a tool to use to project their art, man. They don't look at it like we do.
0: But again, I do like yeah. I do feel yeah, well, that way. Yeah. And
1: shoot man it's
0: just it's just, the whole thing's weird for me
1: yeah well i, I doubt it's weird for her so don't, don't what
0: about, about like okay so let's say a music video you got another girl in a music mm. video that's not your wife it's weird for me okay
1: i'm not an actor though i but mean i'm just,
0: talking about the acting part like yeah w- what about like the when you have i'll TV. tell you funny, it's
1: a funny So funny story um there's i had a song out called trying to stop your leaving um and i did it with trey fanjoy who's a great friend of ours great video director and we're shooting over in, in chattanooga and my, I just got married. My wife's on the bus, and I was in there for the first shoot. It's a five thirty in the morning in this like two story motel in the middle of uh, outside of Chattanooga. And I'm in there. There's the girls in there, and a cast who comes. In, I told her to bring some clothes in off the bus for me to wear. And she comes in, and Trey goes, "Oh no, no, no! This first scene's just gonna be boxers." And my wife's like, my new wife's like, "Okay," and she walks out and goes back in the bus, and Trey goes, "Dirks." And this girl, hi, nice to meet you. How you doing? There's like three dudes around, with like those kind of like porn cameras, you know, like yeah. just like the small silicon yes. thing, and of like in this <laughs> shady, like kind of pastel floral uh, bedspread, kind of a motel place. Dirks, this isn't coming a little closer. This isn't raining on Sunday. This is effing, all right. And she put on Led Zeppelin. Go. I'm with this girl. I just got married. She's like, you know, and Trey, Trey's like, oh, okay. If you're not gonna kiss her, uh, will, will you lick his, lick his chest and, and lick it like up towards his neck? So like, she's this girl's like licking me, and I'm, I'm just like, I'm not trying to do anything, and I'm, like, you know, because I, I gotta go right back on the bus and tell my wife what just happened. You know, I can't. I'm gonna lie about this. It's this gonna be on TV. Go back on the bus. And My wife's like, so how'd that go? I'm like, well, yeah, it was, uh, it was something. And I think it was one of the last videos I did where. It's not. I'm all. I'll do whatever it takes to help to help the song, not commercially, but just, just the story. You know, the song is all that matters in this town, so it matters to me. And there's a video that, that can help tell that story better. Then I'll do whatever it takes. You know, I'll, I'll go anywhere, do anything. But I'm just not an actor. And there's a hot
0: ground. Like you, this is to Keith. Get did too.
1: If you look at Keith's videos, just recently, did he start kind of going back into some acting stuff? For many, many, many years, Keith would just play guitar. And let the actors do the acting, let the singer do the singing, and make a great story video. Not try to do the whole thing. And I, I have a lot of respect for that. And it makes sense because I'm not very, not a very good actor.
0: If there's a hot girl licking your neck mm-hmm. and you're in your boxers, like and she's, how wearing, do you she's cons- wearing like band aids, but how do you conceal your pasties? Boner?
1: You know what? Just mind control, Jedi mind control. But it, I,
0: I don't, ha- I don't have it. I yeah. want to have it.
1: I know, no. I, and that's it's like I'm. You just have to like. Zone grandma, in baseball, it. grandma baseball. Grandma yeah, baseball. Toilets, yeah, toilets, toilets, like- toilets. Grandma <laughs> baseball. <laughs> It's total just like It's Jedi mind control It's not gonna happen I can't let it happen
0: I have some songs here Oh man Let's play some of this stuff uh, How about this one right here But that crossed my mind A little oh, too man. late Cause I was thinking Just give me out. a your first thought That comes when you hear this stuff here
1: Brett Beavers um, Great songwriter here in town Really without Brett I wouldn't have anything He um, really took me Under his wing As a writer And I learned so much From Brett about writing and this was back when, like, when we had like The shoebox tape recorders You know and, and pen and paper And he taught me how to write One of the things he taught me was just to you know, Think out loud on paper Don't talk the whole time when you're writing songs with somebody, Just to work on something When you get got an idea maybe. But, uh, And I remember playing that for Autumn House Who was uh, an AR at the Capitol I found her outside, I'd exit in I grabbed my guitar, ran out to, her to exit in She came out of there I sat her down on my tailgate played her that song acoustically I was going to the studio the next day and she's like cut that song that's a great song so
0: you run out to some pro- a prominent person here in town say hey stop and have her watch you sing a song she's an
1: A&R she still is over at Capitol Records and uh, and I she was in a club I think uh, exiting and hearing listen to somebody and I texted her, text her I called her and she met me outside and I played it for her acoustically like outside the club and because uh, I thought it was going could be a big hit oddly enough I fought really hard for that not to be the first single so
0: what did you want to be the first a thing? A song to- called
1: Wish It Would Break, which is more of a country thing. Um, you know, It's about your wishing your your car stereo would break because every song plays reminds you of your girl. Wishing this picture frame would break that keeps falling down, but you you don't have the heart to throw it away because it's a picture of the two y'all. And the last verse is about wishing your heart would break so you just move on. It's a great song, and I wrote that with Brett. Uh, but Duncan, Mike Duncan from Capitol, was like, we're going with what was I thinking. So,
0: and, you're, and you're glad he did? Yeah. But- all right, here we go. Come a little closer, baby.
1: So I think Chesney. what makes I hear that song, I makes me think of Chesney. I wrote that with Brett Beavers, uh, but Chesney said that was a song that, um, when he heard that come on the radio, that's the reason why he took
0: Everything me back out on the road with him. Do you remember, man, and you do so many, I hate when people do this to me too. No. but
1: I haven't heard that. I don't play that song live anymore, so I love hearing that. It's a great song. You don't play, come- oh yeah, you talk, yeah. yeah it's I a little did. slow, but it's a great and song. And
0: you say a little slow because you feel like it takes the crowd down.
1: You know, you gotta make a roller coaster out there when you're on, on. You gotta find a way to take people on a ride, and you can only have. You gotta pick your. You know, our show is so high energy, and that's. But what makes the show great is. And what makes those high energy songs work is the real moments, and. And, and that. And you can only have so many And that song. Just. There's just there's no room for that one right now.
0: All right, how about this one? Let your wheels just turn
1: down the road. Oh, man. Probably one of my favorite songs. Another song I don't do the live show anymore, but uh, I do it usually earlier the night in the acoustic show. But uh, when I think of that video, I think that song do the video for it because there's a scene where I'm getting rained on by a rain machine, and there, but you can tell there's no other rain like anywhere
0: else behind me. It's like me. just coming on you. <laughs> yeah. It's like the cartoon whenever yeah. the big guys have the bad day But it's
1: such a great video. There's just that one moment because you know if you're you, you care so much about the work you do you're like ah oh, that one scene drives me crazy but uh, Chris Sicky did that video it's actually one of the best videos we ever did and uh, that song is um, I love that song man it's one of my favorite songs but um, we, I usually do it I do a pre-show acoustic performance for some folks I usually I'm doing that song because it's a good one.
0: I went to uh, watch John Mayer a couple weeks ago. I know.
1: How was that? I was fan- Speaking I mean, of boners, did you get one? I did. Did it move I, a little I bit? I had the one. It, the whole time? The whole time. Like, yeah. It wasn't growing. I saw a picture of Mike. It, it moved a little bit. It was bit fully bad. the oh. whole time. Like, it, <laughs> it was like Viagra like Yeah, Boner. Which you do, yeah.
0: And so uh, I went. Now I did not my point What I, I was going to get to. <laughs> wow, that's so funny, dude. I, had, I, I love your I li- honesty I, had, I genuinely had a point. Yeah. But, uh, but you went
1: to see John Mayer. So for a Slowdown It was yeah moments. I, I come back to it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea where I was. That's like, <laughs> so amazing. I feel like I had a point. You did. You did. Who um, I don't know. Talk about this song. I, I oh man, kind of thought back.
1: Uh, I wrote that song In Launch it alone the same day with Brett Beavers and a guy named uh, Steve Bogart. And uh, you know, it's a great song. I would say it's one of the songs that it could say more. I and mean, if I was You know, it it was a number one, but it wasn't like a... That was a lead single off an album, and it just really didn't do much. Uh, People still love that song. I still do it live, but I use that song for a lot of video content of, like, our life on the road. But that's a song that, if I'm being totally honest and critiquing myself, just didn't say enough. You know, the verses need to be more specific and, and more biting and more personal and more... Um, telling of who you are or the story you're trying to tell and just not so um, interchangeable uh, so that, that I love that song but I, if I was listening to it, I, that's one thing I every song you put out I put out from this morning on has to be like say something really impactful or, or you know every line has to be just perfect
0: I know what it is I, I remember what it was yeah so I went to John Mayer and he had these packages that, he was, that they sell right and it was like I, I didn't buy one of them I'm lucky yeah. enough that I get to be... Just, oh, yeah. I just the go, IP, the other, yeah. I get to go hang out. Yeah. And so... But it was like, if you're a super fan, you could pay like yeah. 800 bucks, Whoa, and you okay. could go walk backstage and get like a banana and touch John's... I don't know. What do you do? Yeah,
1: Is there a little tour where you get to see yes, stuff?
0: There's a... T- it's... Yes. And you Childhood pay,
1: guitar and...
0: You pay hundreds and hundreds yeah, of dollars to do that. Yeah. And then you get... You meet them and whatever. Do you do that part of it where you're like, pay... Because it is worth yes. something to get the experience.
1: We do a thing where you pay extra $900, but... You pay and you come back to the rooms. You get you get to come in before anybody else. There's beer and alcohol and some
0: food and oh, I've uh, seen that room. Yeah, and there's like a little photo should, booth. You should charge you, more. Little, I, should I? I saw people just paying money out the butt for mayor.
1: You know, it's a tough thing. You don't you want to keep your ticket prices as low as possible and and, and 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 that's the whole thing out there. Like one the thing I stole from. Think about Garth Brooks is those low ticket prices, man. That's the coolest thing. You want to keep
0: them low. But that's not the ticket though. That's for that's for the rich people. But are. if you
1: want to like, yeah, if you want to like, you know, if I go to see if I were go to see U two or something, if they offered like some sort of like backstage thing, I would want that because I'm a super fan, you know. Um, but yeah, that's, and I think for fans that want it, it's a cool deal because we 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 do. I used to be just me by myself and guitar, but the guys in my the band, they're sitting around. They're like, it, one guy Ben started playing with me on the guitar because he's like, I don't have anything to do. I'd, I'd love to go pick and then Cassie came out and started playing bass and a, and a kick drum and then Dan brought us fiddle it's like a full show now we play like 40 minutes it's like a really fun that's why
0: your voice sucks on Monday because you're playing 6 shows in 3 days
1: yeah well yeah, we're, and we do a lot of like backstage just kind of playing as well so it's kind of fried but it's, for them it's really fun it's really, it's really it's, what's cool about it is it's acoustic um, I mean it's plugged in but it's acoustic and it's I'm taking requests we're telling jokes I'm telling stories and it's, it's long it's, my, it's only supposed to be 15 minutes but it ends up being like sometimes 30-40 like minutes
0: you ever, I know in the Nashville show you got really sick before the show. And,
1: yeah, I think can, I can't. No, I did the acoustic thing that night, but it was a little bit of a stretch.
0: I'm not even gonna say I was just like, how do you do? Because I remember talking to you before the show, and you're like, I have a, literally have an IV bag. You took a picture of the you had water. Yeah. You, you were hooked up. Yeah, the needle in you.
1: I did an IV and I did a steroid at twelve and a steroid at six. It's like your worst nightmare. Like you just play Nashville, playing your hometown show, and it's like to have no voice uh, is it's it's it was a I, it makes me like get the heebie-jeebies just thinking about that moment it, was, it ended up being a great night it was such it was so cathartic that actually when your voice starts working you're like wow I'm gonna make it this is gonna happen but leading up to it that whole day was was terrible but um, I was able to do the acoustic deal and um, I just had to cancel some meet and greets and stuff
0: Mike how loud's the mower coming through the microphones you can't hear there's, there's something we're in no, my I house know. I know and so it's and my na- – listen, what would you do in this situation? There's great have- views up here, by the way. Oh, the windows – dude. The- oh, I love can you it. See? Oh, yeah, you can see Yeah, it. yeah. This is the cool – it's the top floor, so it's cool. Yeah. So – but my neighbor – I'm gonna tell you. What would you do in this situation? I don't know if you have neighbors. Are you, you – know, I got neighbors, bro. Okay. Yeah. Come on. So they have trash cans. <laughs> yeah. And they're- this neighbor – I live in a nice house, but this neighborhood is still growing. Yeah. So it's all different kinds of houses. Yeah. And so – there's no HOA because it's not like a super great neighborhood.
1: No, I mean I love where you live. So I, you know, you're you're just part of the the, the the gang over here. Yes, you're not excluded at all.
0: That, so I'm just part of the crew. Uh,
1: I thought there might be a gate or something.
0: There was a there was a there was a one point I had a gate. at One point when I moved here, they made me go to, and have a security a secured place in my contract because of, you know just getting jumped. Yeah. Time. So I lived there and I lived downtown. A place flooded. Let me get to my point here. My girlfriend was out and my neighbor comes over to the house and starts and knocks on the door. And Lindsay's here, and she's like, yeah, hello. She goes, hey, your trash cans are – when, when it storms, they dump over, and so there's, like, cardboard, and we don't like that. So she was like, okay, great. So my girlfriend, like, t- gets bungee cables and straps them to the wood and, like, to whatever. So then my neighbor is, sends a note to her because she gives her – she's like, hey, if you need anything, here's my cell phone number. Are there, are there, right, can I sound – Right yeah, there. Okay. And so she, my neighbor sent a text to her going, hey, do you need a lawn service? And I was like, "You gotta be kidding me!" She texted. No, the neighbor texted li- Lindsay. No, we're good, thanks.
1: What would you wow. have done?
0: Because my listen, my yard wasn't in the best shape, but it, it was just now lawn mowing time.
1: Dude, I would let that grow. I I would just let it grow. What are you talking about? man? Mean, Get I out felt of here. that way. That, that she
0: talked me out of it.
1: That would really, that would that would not rub. That would not sit well with me. Like just you do you, I'll do me.
0: And no. my dog has to have a backyard too, so I thought about mowing like one little square for him and letting <laughs> Great, the rest dude. grow up. Yeah, you should. But you know, everybody kind of leaves everybody alone over here.
1: Yeah, man. Thanks,
0: Mike. Do you? Is that a weird thing for you that people know where Dierks Bentley lives?
1: You know, um, I struggle with that a little bit, but it's it's all good. I mean, country music fans are so we're lucky. You know, Not
0: we're, fans, neighbors. Oh, uh, no, we're pretty.
1: I'm walking my dogs, and, and the kids are riding the street, and everyone's, everyone's pretty cool. But, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, no, it's not a problem for me. Anybody no.
0: else famous live by you?
1: Um, no.
0: Big gate? I've never been over to your no house. No gate,
1: no gate. People say I should get a gate, but I don't have a gate.
0: Hmm, yep. Yeah. You kids old enough to have, like, go karts?
1: I get the buses drive by a little bit and stuff like
0: that. Like the what buses?
1: No, it's country and western tour buses.
0: They come by your house and say that's yeah, where yeah, Dr. Kelly lives? yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, no. I'm out. It used to be like six, seven times a day. I'm out. Well, you got I don't think they can get around up here, but... um, Yeah, they you, come by a little bit. You know, there those folks in there, they're all... It's all good people. No, no. It is
0: all good. 99.9%. Yeah. I... Like, our listeners are the greatest, but it's when you get that one point... The 000.1% a person yeah.
1: who... I have, like I should say too. I have a lot of security features, and I have guns as well too. I mean, I, we're, we, I, we're, I'm recording stuff. I can't um, believe lights. these
0: things drive by your house. They come
1: by, you know. Like yeah. I would
0: call them at their work and be like, "Hey, listen,
1: no, I never, let's not do this." There's a time I was, I got those thoughts like I'm gonna put like nails in the road or something. But it's,
0: I don't no, think. no, I never had that thought. Like you, for honestly, like, I never had the thought let's put nails in the road. <laughs>
1: well, I, I've, I've gone, I've gone dark. I've gone dark before, but I'm at a place in my life now. I'm like it's all, it's, it's all good. But um. You could go the other direction as well as well and do like what guys like Webb Pierce, a uh, big country singer in the sixties, he used to have buses stop his house and sell him pool water. He would literally jar up like a little bar of his <laughs> pool. For five dollars you can have some Web Pierce pool water. So there's that you know if this doesn't work out for me, you know, maybe I'll start selling out some uh, well, I don't have a pool. I'll start selling uh grass clippings, speaking of, of uh yards. You're I a- love blue apron.
0: Oh, that's the next uh, dude. I use that all the time. Do, are you lying? I swear to God, yeah, yeah. I have a box because it, it comes like twice a week for the me. The big
1: box. It's kind of a waste. Oh, I don't want hey, uh, Dirk is doing the
0: blue apron. So okay, uh, I'll talk about blue apron. We we'll want to talk to blue apron. Then I want to talk about YouTube for a second. So blue apron, you get it honestly? I honestly Can get blue you tell, apron. What is blue apron?
1: It's a. It's well, I like veg, some of the vegetarian options. Yeah. Um, that's my wife's a vegetarian. But it's just a, a food delivery service that comes in a box. It's cool and it has a bunch of like it's cold. Has has ice packets in there, and um has a bunch of different like food options that are pretty easy to make if you're not you very do good cook. Use
0: blue apron, that's good. Yeah. look at this guy over here. He Dirk's is like us.
1: I'm not a very good cook. I make mostly PB and J sandwiches and spaghetti, but blue apron. I'm able actually able to follow the instructions and put together a pretty good meal.
0: It's like he's reading the page. Like <laughs> so, listen. Not all ingredients are created equal. Fresh, high quality ingredients make the mm. difference, and so. Blue Apron's affordable, too. If you're on a budget like Dirk says for less than 10 bucks per person per meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes with pre-portioned ingredients. Like he says, and there's a card, too, that actually tells me how to make – without the card, I would make nothing. Yeah. I would know no. how to make nothing, and yeah. I can make these crazy meals. If you're a vegetarian or – I I, get, I like some of the seafood stuff, too. Yeah. But uh, the card tells you how to do it, and they deliver. Right now, check out this week's menu. You get the first three meals for free with free shipping. BlueApron.com slash Bobby. BlueApron.com slash Bobby. So I get do you have to cook do you ever do you put the kids lunches together ever?
1: Uh my wife does does lunches in the morning or we we'll, we'll do we we'll tag team, this is a it's a, it's a full on tag team session in the morning. Uh, so everyone's kinda of doing a little bit of everything, but she, it seems like she usually makes the PB and J sandwiches.
0: Like what's so. a two tu- because everybody knows you as the guy that does the music, but what's a Tuesday like for you?
1: Get up at four forty four, gives me one minute to – gives me thirty seconds to complain and, and, and talk about how I don't want to get up and gives me thirty seconds to actually Start thinking about the positives of how I feel after I work out. I go to the gym, do a group workout from five to to five fifty five. You do a group
0: workout, yeah. Do people stare at you and go,
1: "There's Zerg Bentley working no, out"? No, no, no. I don't no, That's all. No one cares. I mean, it's all. It's all good. Good. good everyone's there. They, people, people are working out at five o'clock in the
0: morning. They don't care who I am. They're they're hardcore. I don't know how you say that. Like I went to a yoga class just now, and I was terrible. Right? I'm terrible at yoga. Right. I had three people. I'm embarrassed because I'm not good at it. I had three people come up to me and be like, "Hey, Bob, we're, we're doing yoga," and I'm just humiliated because they right. watch me. They can't. Maybe you just don't know. No, I,
1: they, I, I, don't. That, that, you know, it's all, it's all just regular people, and no one like. Really Again, it's a five o'clock in the morning. These people are not. They're there to work out. They're not really that that interested. In who else is there? And it's a really hard workout. It's freaking exhausting. I get home and I, you know hopefully everyone's still asleep because um, they need to be asleep but my fa- house always has gotten up so early and uh, we just you know try to that morning time is kind of like that's kind of like some people have family dinner for us like breakfast is like the time we're most together doing stuff and, and you know just trying to uh, it's a dance with the food and the dogs and just trying to make the morning great and get out the door in positive spirits and get those guys uh, off to school and then I come back and um, start working on stuff you but know?
0: What, what does that mean working on stuff
1: writing songs, you know, right now I'm trying to work on the record so I'm writing with, uh, like tomorrow I'm writing with Casey Beathard and Jaron Johnson and, and, um, but, you know, uh, and just trying to catch up on on life that I've missed from being, uh, from being on the road. Um, So that's pretty much what Tuesday morning looks like, you know, and trying to catch up with with Cass too, you know, doing stuff with her, just dumb stuff, I don't know, just running errands, you know, going to get some more groceries or stuff, I don't know, taking someone's shoe to at the shoe store, uh, uh, just stuff man
0: will you write with somebody else for them at this point or are you just writing for yourself
1: I just write for myself I don't think I'm I am i think I'm enough writer to write for other people I'd love to get a cut from somebody else but I think hey when I see someone else when I, when I see another artist's name on a song my first thought is like how come this song wasn't good enough for you but you're pitching it to me you know and second I don't I, I just I don't have the time and I don't think I'm, I, I mean I, if I'm writing with guys like John Knight and Ross Copperman every day, I'm sure I could you know get something cut by somebody else because those guys are on fire. But I just I, write for me.
0: I asked because I guess three or four days ago you texted me, like, hey, let's all let's write, let's me and you and Ross yeah. write. And I was like, What did I say? D- d- you can test exactly what I said back to you. You said, Hey, let's write. What was my response?
1: You said no, I'm not good enough for somebody. Like I not.
0: said I don't deserve to have to sit and write with Dirks and Ross.
1: That's like, that's the I only do anything I would never I only do stuff now at this point in my career that like it interests me, it excites it excites me it's fun. And the idea of you, me, and Ross in a room writing would just be really fun because he's such a positive guy. But there are so His many energy awesome so good.
0: people in this town that you could write. Like why, That's what I was like. I was like, no, we, I don't. We, get des-
1: we could get something really great. It'd be, it'd be really, we could get something really good. But I don't deserve that. It's not about deserve. Of course you deserve it. You know, We don't We don't deserve anything we're doing. We, we've we deserve got it. everything we're well, doing. Well, we work for it and make it happen. And This is know, our Jake moment. Ready to fight? <laughs> I... <laughs> Well, oh, you know what I mean. You deserve to be that. Why would you not deserve to be in that room? Because
0: not to do that.
1: I mean, you're on stage by yourself doing comedy, which is probably sounds like the living, like that sounds like hell to me. That sounds like, like my.
0: It doesn't sound like hell to you. You've said before you want dude, to do it. I was like, dude, come out. You I can, do I can never
1: tennis. do that. I tell two of the jokes on stage and they usually bomb and I usually say, okay, I'll get back to the singing. <laughs> Thanks for listening. So, but I, you know, I, I don't know. I don't think it's a matter of deserve. It's a matter of, it'd be fun.
0: You say you're a U2 super fan. How's, mm. Is that your favorite band? I think
1: it is. Yeah, I think it is my favorite band.
0: What's your... I, I've, I've, I have a rule. Your favorite band, your favorite song for them can't be a huge radio song. Oh, gosh. Uh, so, peace but, on Earth. No, no, no. I'm asking what's your favorite song. I shouldn't have told you the rule no, before I told you I'll that. I'd say for them probably a song called Peace
1: on Earth. Why? Um, God, it's just how... It's kind of a really morbid song, but it's just about how there's never really will be peace on earth. Oh, you yeah. got...
0: Oh, I got it all up here. I have whatever, whatever that's, you. Do.
1: That's my favorite record right there. From. Gosh, man. All, all the kids leave leave behind. behind, yeah. Okay, um, let me get
0: this on this computer. I got it going through Alexa right now.
1: You have an Alexa? Kite is so good, too. Gosh, play Kite. Well, hold on. It's like a, a song for your kids.
0: Mike, what's happening over here? What, what, what button did I not push right? This computer.
1: It's playing a little bit.
0: Can you hear it? Oh, there it is. Is that Peace on Earth? Yeah. Oh, wait, I think the volume's too loud. I mean,. There we go. Okay, we're If I
1: had to pick on that list right there, it'd probably be it'd probably be kite. This is a later U two record though, and this is yeah. your favorite, huh? Because I remember I playing this on the me, radio. Like, right, me like I have to go back and I mean if I could. Pull, uh, I mean, gosh, it's so, good. It is. It's so good. Yeah, I think what I love about them is just their energy as a band. When you watch them play, it's like how many shows you been to. Not that many. I've been, uh, one than five? Uh, I've probably been at four. You met Bono? Yeah, I have. Really? Yeah. He said my
0: name at the national show. I had dinner with him the night before. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. It was pretty uh, it was pretty amazing. Let's do this. because we do this on the show? Biggest name dropper story. Because I don't know if gets bigger than Bono. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to... That one does not count. Because I'd like to hear more about that. But let's take Bono out of the mix. Yeah. The traffic- biggest name dropper story.
1: Um... Gosh, man. I mean, I don't have that many famous, like... No, no, The cool...
0: You do. You have to. I I have cool ones. I mean... Give me, like, one of yours. Let me think about it for a second. Like... Um, okay, I'll give you... As you think about it. So, say, I went to... Yeah, yeah. I, I don't care. I, yeah. I've talked about these. I went to Augusta with John Legend. Yeah. And we... St- you know, there were four of us. Wow. And it was me, Andy Roddick, John Legend, and another buddy. But we just... We, we were there for two days hanging out yeah. watching golf. And I was... And I don't... I've mentioned it because I don't like... but it's. That's a pretty
1: cool. And we sat around the house for two days hanging out. I had a, I had a glass of wine with Phil Mickelson one time at the, at of Golf at, um, saw, at, down in, uh. That's not, that's not that cool. And, um, Peyton Manning's a friend. That's, if that count. that's cool. That's okay, a Okay, friend. Peyton so, Manning's. I went, fish, I went fishing all day long with Peyton Manning up in, uh, northern, uh, Canada, British Columbia. We fished, uh, for like gigantic fish for half the day. So that'd be my biggest probably.
0: What's Manning like?
1: He's totally cool. Yeah. He's, so, he's just like the guy on the Papa John's commercial, man. He's like laid back and funny and good stories and easy to be around. And
0: I had dinner with Eli once. Yeah. At Peyton's Super Bowl. Which one? In Miami. I went with uh, Archie, Eli, and, and uh, Cooper. Yeah. Because Peyton was playing. Yeah. And so, we went and had dinner the night before. I, yeah. And I just remember Eli being so big. And, like, he doesn't look big on TV. Is he big? He's a, yeah. Those guys are monsters. Yeah. I mean, Peyton's a monster.
1: Peyton, so, and we, I actually watched the very first game of the year this, last year with Peyton in a, in a suite in Denver, and we were
0: watching, it was, uh. So you guys are real friends, like, you would call Peyton? Uh, yeah, i text text him a little bit, yeah. Um, do, you, do you still get nervous texting him? No. Like, like, he's gonna judge you, like, your text has to be right on? No, no, I do know. This. I know that you know, because there are a couple <laughs> people I feel like that with. It's I'm like, like, oh, right timing. Don't
1: do too often. Make yeah, sure not you're too late. Things. And do you respond to their text They're, you know, do you, do you and do you respond right back right away, or do you bit. give it a second, or, it's, or or you respond knowing they're not going to respond back? That's okay because you're kind of inferior in this relationship.
0: Um, That's a funny one though. Like, who do you have that relationship? Because I can tell you mine too. Like, who do you have that relationship with where it's like I have their number? Well, and-
1: certainly with him, with 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 Bono, I like I I, I texted him. I mean, I used to like, that's another one. one like, I, I kind of manifested that, that meeting him, because I used to like carry, I saw him play one time in, in all places in, in Hawaii, I, I finished his, And he
0: went and saw Pearl Jam and, and you two together in Hawaii, it was it the same show or no? Yeah, I now? went to that show, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: it was in 2007, and uh, I, had, I had a CD in my back in my jeans, because I was like, I know I'm going to meet him tonight, I'm going to pitch him this song, because I want to get him to Wait, you wanted to pitch a song wanted, to Bono? I wanted him to sing on, sing on my record, yeah and i finally made that i actually finally uh there's a song on my last record called here on earth and i sent it to him and he wrote back this is a you know he's one of those guys that can just say like in in three lines every line is like so profound it's like so well written and just he's on a different level and i uh of course emailed back this long thing but hey we're coming to ireland let's go to go to we'll go to a pub and get some all this stuff beers and stuff yeah you know, i didn't get that response but he's i think he's pretty busy but uh um, yeah those I know what you're talking about I'm trying to think of the like give, me,
0: give me one more because hmm. it's like you you have to look at the time on your clock Yeah. And you're like okay you figure is he doing dinner with his family will a text bother his dinner with his family Is does he even want right. to hear from me I know
1: like like the, the, yeah I we were just talking this, we were just talking about this at, at Family Supper on the road yesterday but Steve Mismar our drummer he's like I think I've kind of fangirled James Neal a little too much who's the hockey player for the Preds he's like yeah, I'm kind of like, he, I don't know him that well. And I keep texting him like, great game, great game. <laughs> you're so awesome. And he's like, I think I got to back off a little bit. I was like, yeah, let me text him. That's funny. And I texted him, he, like, and he wrote me back. But uh, yeah, everyone is guilty of that to a little bit, but I can't think of anyone You got so, nobody
0: else you're going to add to the list?
1: No. I'm trying to, man, I'm I'm terrible at texting. I've been like on a, I've bought a flip phone. I love iPhones and I'm, I love Apple and I, we live for them, but I'm like, so, that's why I was telling you how much I love your show. Like, this is such a great idea, this podcast, because I'm, I'm, oh, so ah, good. No, nah, I hate it. I, yeah. uh, I've been like trying to do like one day a week where I'm just on my flip phone for the whole day, and it's so hard, but it's just like, I am so over. You know, it's a love hate relationship with the technology. Even with we texting, it. I text so many people, but like, that's not really. Is that really, I mean, we're keeping up, but is that really, I'd rather have an hour conversation with somebody and have like a real conversation. But is it better than nothing?
0: Because at Maybe. the pace that you're going, people always go, oh, our phones are in the way, our phones are in the way. It, uh, what if our phones are actually keeping us two people that we would never talk to? It's true. But My, I, I do feel like, so I have kids now too though, so I, I
1: know there's guys out there in Silicon Valley, they're geniuses, they spend their whole lives thinking about it. how can I make an eight-year-old completely addicted to this device? And these are smart, smart people Working with unlimited funds and on their coding all the time, and my daughter gets on an iPad and is completely hooked to some game, and she's just an experiment to these people. Same with Instagram, the stuff they got going on, where you try to keep the streak alive. You know, how, how many days in a row have you t- texted this? You know, whatever Instagram this person. It's like, it's, it's all geared towards. we we grew up without this stuff, so our brains had a chance to function. But when you see it through your kids and how it's just not right, man. So I have to lead by example. If I have my phone out, it just takes one or, or, or two times for your kid to go, Dad, you know, so sorry. Uh, you just feel like the worst person. So I don't even take that phone in the house. Like, I just, I'm all, I have a flip phone. My wife has the number. Mary has the number. And it's like, if anyone needs me, and my wife, you know, they, they can get in touch with me, but it's, the freedom is, is unbelievable. But yeah, as far as friends go, you know, I've been emailing more. I just like, I am better off on email. I will write longer emails just do it through that because i gotta sit down and not just constantly be just like on
0: that thing it drives me crazy do your kids do that i didn't at- mean to
1: bring it today i meant to bring my flip phone but i forgot it
0: they do in-app purchases like where they buy the things inside the game and then you get the bill and you're like no, whoa no, no.
1: and then they, they don't do ipad they only get ipads on the weekends and not that much but they'll um has to, everything has to come through me so i have to I'll have to prove whatever she gets which there's no buying anything it's just these little games they buy they get for free that these people out there are pumping and then they yeah they want to buy all the stuff inside of it. we don't do any of that but it's scary man I hate it I hate it for kids man I, I, well, but I wish we, they could grow up in a place we
0: had the same thing though. our parents were thinking us, oh, like look at these guys with their cordless phones different and oh. but it's different it's just like the music the, and everybody's like well the music's different now.
1: but with a phone man the technology wasn't changing every day every single day they're doing software updates on your phone to make it more addictive every day every, there's guys right now you're, just, you're not Bobby Bones you're experimental
0: Five, six, seven, two. This dude, like they know and exactly. And so is what, everybody that's buying your, your record. And so is everybody that's streaming your music. I they like are streaming. Too. We're all looking at data from everything else and creating our own lives. From I know, but man,
1: I don't know. That's I just that's why I love this podcast. I feel like it's just so much better than being uh, than the texting. Man, I just, and did you of, listen
0: to the Ross Copperman one the whole thing? Yeah, that dude's funny. I
1: yes, like great. that dude. I love. I learned more I, I, was, I learned more about Ross from your podcast and, I, and I've known Ross now since you know since I cut tipping on back I mean I learned more from that that interview it's great I mean that's what I've been doing in my truck now is just driving around and listening to your, to your podcast and telling you about Tim Ferriss and some other people it's like these. it's such I need to retool my brain because it's getting it's bad especially if you're a musician on the road I mean the, the damn iPhone it's just like you know we have a there's a funny uh, Instagram hashtag called band, band members on phones and it's just like I took one the other day From we were up at this beautiful landscape in the middle of, you know, South Dakota and the Black Hills and taking a self timer shot and two of my guys are on their phone. You know, it's like, <laughs> dude, we look around for one second. But it's just, you know, you're eating dinner, catering and just like Sh but think of all the phone. relationships you're keeping because uh, of that. Derek Jeter's dating uh oh, Madonna, that's so cool. You, oh, it's like you know I know stuff I don't wanna know it about anybody else. I don't wanna know what is going on. I wanna know like what's happening to people that I care about. So I don't know. I got My relationship with technology is really... It's something that has to be maintained all the time. And especially once you get, get kids. It really is like... That's a different
0: story. Of, I can't argue about the kids. I don't have any kids.
1: Yeah, you don't want them on it, dude. Especially girls. It's just. I don't think it's a fair medium for, for girls in general. All the dating apps and stuff. It's just
0: Who else? Let's stay out of the format. Yeah. Because uh, you get into a little mess here when you go, okay, who do you like? Who else do you listen to out of the format? So you love you too. Who else do you like?
1: I mean, Bruno Mars is... He's that's yeah, unbelievable.
0: Why is he unbelievable to you? He just
1: has more talent. I mean, for performance wise, the guy just has—he's just so good. You know, the rest of us up there, us country singers, up there on stage without our guitars and doing stuff—you know—I'm trying to feel the flow of a song, and he's just like in his pinky. You know, just he has more moves right there than the rest of us have. Like, this guy's
0: got it, man, and his songs are so good, man. There was a time he came and did our show. Six yeah. years ago or so Yeah Right And so not There you were talking about that Yeah you're, So no, he, he was you're doing awesome. the bit where He could do any song Yeah Period He was like Name a song And I was like Okay I've the Tiger And he plays Eye the Tiger He's like what else So he's a Jukebox Jukebox He is And, and he, he did uh, Tina Turner Yeah He, and he was just Nailing him and, and I was like Dude what's what? He's like well because he grew up in a family band yeah he was like the I youngest kid and they were yeah. like all his whole family they were all a band he was like they were like an Elvis impersonators and so he had all the the skill set yeah and he's also super good and super smart and he's like did he do the Disney school stuff did he go through that like that no I don't no. think he was one of the no not one of those kids he wasn't that there. mm-hmm. there's a video of Br- if you google Bruno Mars on the Bobby Bone show yeah he crushes he did Michael Jackson he did um, Bi- like Billy Jean. He's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, ooh, ah. And so he's playing with the guitar. He's like, oh, she was more like, and he's just crushing every song. So
1: good. He's just it. He's just got that thing, man. So
0: what to do? And now he's a superstar. He is a superstar. Man. It's it's fun to watch. Like though it's it's even fun to watch it now here in the country world to watch and actually like be a part of people's careers and see them go from just somebody who's yeah. getting a deal or yeah. somebody who ha- doesn't have a deal yet like you know one of my first people here that I actually met and she was just a kid it was Kelsey yeah i know i and remember
1: her being on her show singing an acoustic
0: version of uh, the girl Crush or something i don't know maybe i don't kid she was on the show every week yeah i mean she didn't even have a song but i just remember talking to her and she was she had to publish a deal and it's been cool to watch some of these artists like grow and she's you know got four number ones and now she's awesome and it's mad. like she, uh... it's like now she's a star You've been able to see so so. Who did you see early on where you're like, oh man, like I, I I'm not even that I wasn't that good when I started, and they're going to be all a superstar.
1: These, I mean, all these guys. I feel like Thomas Rhett. Uh, you know, he just has like, man. I I mean, I got my deal on twenty six, twenty seven. I I'm such a late bloomer. I didn't have anything really figured out, I mean, even when I got you know married and was just out there on the road and like trying to like. Grapple with like how to make these things all work. These guys make it look so effortlessly. I mean, Thomas with and Lauren and, and he's balancing. He's he's got it going on. I went. I actually got him saying the that night when he played down here at the sand and after the game, right? Like, yeah, like the breads. Yeah, and uh, he's just got the shows tight. He's so good up there. He's he just knows what he's doing, and his personal life as well is really like balanced and it's integrated into his like his his um, his career. And uh, he just he's got a lot. He's, he's way way further ahead than I was, like, mentally developed as <laughs> far at that age.
0: It's I incredible. His, last year I, he played iHeart Country Festival, and, and I'd seen him, because I don't get to see a lot of you guys on the road, because yeah. I'm also out on the road. Yeah. Or, like, I'm just tired, and it's like, what am I going to do, travel to, to New Hampshire to watch you guys play? Yeah. Like, I just watch you go over to the house. Like, or, yeah. It's, so I don't get to see yeah. shows that often. And, and that's, not, that's kind of a, that's like a televised kind of situation. It is, yeah. But he played a full set, and haven't, and we I did, hadn't yeah. seen TR in forever, right? Yeah. So it was, so I went up to him after the show, and I was like, dude, like, it it was next level. He had grown so much, yeah, and it was so freaking good. To, yeah, he did. You know, I, I it was best, like kids do the darndest things. Is what I told him. It was like that show. It was like it's like I watched a kid, yeah, just
1: like grow up. We, I, I was with him when he really was making this transfer, which he recently made with his music from Fear of Jesus and some of the you know kind of. Breaking away, we were on the road together, and he was talking about his new record. And he was talking about how he was. I mean, he was nervous, man. I think he's about to have a, a nervous breakdown. because He really was going for a different sound and just trying different stuff. And a lot of people, you know, transferring away from kind of the the thing he was doing, the Georgia boy stuff, into this person he is now. And a lot of haters, you know, hating on him for the, the things he was going for. And and I was always so supportive because he he really was going for his his goal is high. He's not going for just he wants to. He's competitive. And he wants to take down take down the top guys who. Or in his same you know league and or his, his 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 same crew and um he's like I lucked I got this one song it's a love song I think it's the only thing that's gonna save me in this album because no one's gonna like this album this album will be terrible but I got this one song it's a love song and we'll see how it goes and it was of course die happy man and it's gotta change everything for him but he's he's dialing it in man it's fun to watch him like just keep getting it more and more figured out who he is and what he wants to do
0: what was that for you what was the song that where you kind of switched it up for you are like oh boy we're in a different playing field now gosh yes, man I think um. My
1: career has been so different than anyone else's. I know I, I, it's, it's just been so, such a long, slow. What and, comes to mind? Where you are like, I'll be I able mean, to I eat. Drinking a plane Changed yeah. a lot for me. Uh, I'm getting drunk on plane. But, I mean, the, the biggest song. This song had a big like, you know, thing. The the most important song in my whole career, and I say every night when I'm on stage is as I hold on. That's the song that like connects the most with. Um, it's the most personal song for me. I wrote it right after my dad passed away. And for the audience, man, those. It's its a song in the show where, like, we're having a party, things fun, it's awesome, we're all feeling connected because we're all having so much fun and throwing a party. And this song, I play it, it's just like it glues us in a different direction. It's, it's, it's more just like this instead of this. It's like we just come together over the, uh, the shared sentiment of uh, holding on to
0: things that, that mean something to you. And, uh, just, that's the most important song. Man. Important, but not the one you felt flipped you. Like, oh boy, this is it. I remember the day Drunk on a Plane like I heard it for the first time Yeah, you brought it into the studio it hadn't been played yet mm-hmm. and, and you were like I want you to hear the song and I was like this is a real song Drunk on a Plane I thought you were messing yeah, with me yeah and I
1: almost didn't even put it on the record really like, who
0: makes that call then to put it on the record just
1: you know I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm so everyone I work with there's such an open communication if I like even the label with Mike and, and Cindy and everyone to Capitol if, if I have doubts about something they don't immediately jump on that and use that to promote their agenda everyone just is like Cool, and we all work out together and work with Mary, and we just kind of like, and Arturo, my um, executive producer, and Ross, and just, okay, let's put it on there, you know. And, but
0: then to make it a single, you're talking I about know. like complete left to center.
1: I know. I remember, uh, <laughs> I've had so many like, that song will never work, man. Rednecks don't fly. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if it'll work either, but it's, it's, I'm a pilot, and I love, you know, at the time, it was them two drinks, and it was, uh, it was, uh, I'm glad
0: it, it, it was a huge song for me for sure it was a monster it was it was a monster yeah I mean, and it, it, it flew up the charts yeah it was big I remember the day it came on it's the radio a- we did a debut like a world premiere of yeah. it and it played all day long and I won't say who it is but I, I was like man this song's really good right because I like things that are different yeah I don't I like taking big chances and hitting home runs more so than being consistent and just you know yeah. having that 300 yeah, batting absolutely. average yeah so it came I was like man I love this song because this is sound like anything else yeah and the one of a radio guy so was a big radio guy he was like, this song sucks. And he was <laughs> really? like, this is never going to work. <laughs> it's too right. weird. No, it's yeah. not, He obviously, it wasn't right because, yeah. but like I love this song. You know what song I loved of yours that didn't work for you was Bourbon in Kentucky. Yeah. With you and Casey. I yeah. loved that yeah, song. Yeah, I did
1: too. That album cycle was so funny because I put out Bourbon, it didn't work, pulled it back, put out uh, I Hold On, which probably, you know, was a huge song for me. Then Drunk It A Plane," which was, was obviously the biggest song off that album. But, bourbon oh, it it's a great song that Hillary Lindsey wrote and I just I love that song and I had to call her up she's down in Orange Beach she had a few drinks and I was like hey she's like hey what are you doing and I was like ah, you're not going to believe this but we're, we're pulling that song and she was like so confused she's like I thought the next time I heard from you it would be like the number one party and I'm like I've never had to pull a song before in my life but it's the middle of summer and I'm getting all this feedback that the song's too dark and that's why I loved it though man. I know like, me so too real. man I know I love it too and um I just, everyone, was, everyone around me is like, it's just not going to work. And you can either work it for 30 weeks and have it die in the 30s or make a change now. It was the first song off the record. And uh, I hate that. It was a great tune. But uh, yeah, just that's what happens sometimes.
0: What for you? Because the artists will come in and say, hey, this is a song. Like, for example, I think, who was it? My American kids. Like, Kenny Cut, A Little Big Town had it. Yeah. And Kenny Cut it. Yeah. And so. No, no, Kenny had it. Wait, yeah, Little American Big Town Kids, had it. Yeah, yeah Little Big Town song. had it. Yeah. Shane was telling the story. Okay, now it's all sorts sure of yeah, yeah. Little Shane had it. It all runs to Shane. He's on a flight with... Uh, it all runs to <laughs> Shane. Runs Shane. It, it, uh, he's on a flight with Kenny, and he plays a song for Kenny. Kenny's like, Again? I gotta have the song. Yeah. And, but Shane's like, I'm too scared to tell him. Little Big Town's already cut it. Yeah. So he has to call... They have to call Little Big Town. And Kenny called and said, like, I would love to have the song. And Shane's like... Oh, and Kenny's gosh. like, I want to make this the single. Oh yeah, and and he's like, it's up to you guys. It's your song. You've already started paying. You're, yeah. you're tracking it. You. And so Little Big Town gave the song "American Kids" to Kenny. Yeah. So, a lot of people came up with stories like, "Man, I had this song, and then I was like yeah last minute, I let it go.'"
1: I have a bunch of songs that like I, I heard, and I, because the main thing if you're picking singles, you got pick or picking songs, you got to pick songs that are that are hits, but also they're hits for you, and that's that's. That's how you get the, the big hits out of the the park and I hit three hundreds, so when you pick singles that are like made for you. You think of songs like Don't Close Your Eyes by Keith Whitley, songs that like were like just, that's a single was made for that song. Um, John Party's song, uh, Dirt in My Boots. I heard that song, I think, before he you know, before he, he cut it.
0: And what did you think when you
1: heard it? Huge hit. This is a monster. This is a huge song. There's a line there about a tractor, you know, and I'm just like I just I don't have that tractor factor, you know. I don't have that thing. It's not what I do. So I, like, I can either try to change this song up to make it work for me, or just let it go and help those guys. You know, I want the songwriters. to, I want them to find. For, for songwriters, man, they might get one or two great. You now these guys, they probably get five great songs a year, right? I don't want to like stand in the way of someone's like baby and, and tied up because that's the way Nashville used to be. People would hold songs for like years. You know, hold 30, 40 songs for the record, and, and the hold was respected. Nowadays. As, as it should be it's not like you either cut it or you don't and if you're, you're, not, you're taking your time I'm going to pitch it to somebody else and get them to cut it you know songwriters have more power now I think than they did back in, in the late 90s um, but uh, so that song uh, Whiskey Lullaby is a song that came that I oh, that I such a good I heard song. and I was like ah and then and, and
0: was, why why not that one what, what, what that
1: it's just uh, I don't know just you know I didn't hear it as a duet the way Brad heard it which is genius um, it just wasn't I don't know I just didn't have a, didn't, didn't do it didn't do something for me I don't know what it was but there's, that happens all the time but for me it's never, I never go oh my gosh I'm kicking myself I'm always like I'm happy for that That song found the right home and made its way there's, there's always another song out there
0: who have you heard the opposite where you got this song because somebody else was like No nah, oh, and then man. you made it a hit and they have to be oh like-
1: man no Summer on a Beach was a big deal it really was man that was like uh you know I I, I, I had the song on hold and um there's five guys who wrote that song, and there's a lot of people who wanted that song, and I just uh, who wanted it. Um, the what's his name? The guy wrote the one of the, the writers of the song. Uh, I'm, I'm totally drawing a blank right now. I, my brain is that's what happens when you're out on the road for three days straight. But um, well, actually, Michael Knox. I think I think Michael Knox wanted it for one of his artists. What it was, and uh, we kept saying, you know, our tour. I thought, I, luckily, I don't have to fight those battles. My uh, one of my producers really. Goes in the trenches for that stuff, and uh, it worked out. It was a big hit for uh, for me, and it helps them go out on the road and kind of have a song to talk about. But at the same time, I know it's, it can be tough when you're a new artist. That, you know, a big song like that that's different and can kind of set you apart from other people. Um But uh, hopefully, they're happy. It was a big hit. You know,
0: it's like Lady A. You know, Lady has you look good. They're, they're the song. Yeah, and and that was t- Thomas Rhett's first. That's his song. And it what he didn't write it, he had it. Okay, and he was that like, he was going to cut huge. it. It's, it's awesome. The yeah. whole, I mean, adding the whole. But every artist does different things with it too. Yeah. That's, that's what we don't know too. Like, yeah. what are you going to do different about? Like, Kenny's totally was like this beach vibe. Who, I don't, who knows how little big town would yeah. have cut it and tracked it and what they would have had as a part of the yeah. song.
1: And it, it's it's it, yeah, totally. It's yeah. I think all you can do. I mean, it's just the business we're in and, and and life in general is you have to like you cannot like hold like that. You can, you got to be have an attitude of gratitude and be thankful for what you got. And if something it's all meant to be. It's, it's it's, there's a reason why you didn't cut that song there's a reason why someone else cut that song otherwise you're gonna drive yourself crazy and you're gonna be resentful and you're gonna be you're, you're, you're playing a small game and you should be playing a much bigger game where you're looking at a macro view of it and not just this micro like song 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 if you're you know that's not that's not gonna work
0: are people trying to pitch you songs all the time not not your people yeah and not people that are in your second tier but like walking down the street people I get stuff yeah
1: I get stuff from it, 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 obviously it shows and I, my email address it, a lot of people have my email address. I get a lot of songs out there that I try to listen to them. And but you you do try to listen to them? I maybe mean, I mean, I'm pretty quick. I mean, I'll, I'll I can go seven eight seconds and know whether it's for me or not.
0: It might, might be a great song, but it's not for me. What about the legalities of it though? Because I have. Because listen, yeah. I write dumb songs,
1: right? I don't even write real songs. Well, on the road, if someone like hands me a CD, I, I, I don't touch it. I goes to Tom
0: or Jay or one of my guys, and because yeah. you have songwriter's insurance, I cause if I have to have it, you have it like yeah. crazy, right?
1: You know, I don't know if I have it. Or you, not.
0: you for sure. If they're, if my business manager right. makes me have it, I'm gonna find out. I know, like talk to guys in the town that have it, and they, and
1: they say it's pretty amazing. But I'll, I'll find out right now if I have it. I don't think I do.
0: And maybe she, my business manager makes me have it because she knows I probably accidentally steal a song because I'm not good. <laughs> no, she'd be like, okay, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> you have to make sure. Yeah, I, <laughs> i find out right now. I definitely have it. Uh, let's see here. Let us run through a couple more real quick. Uh, this is the, the, not a single but love the song my favorite songs on the record I don't wanna be alive. I'll be the moon because oh, Ryan's been in I here. just saw
1: Marin backstage at uh at Thomas's show I was like can't believe you and TR have a song out together because it kind of ruins the chance of this to be a single I, mean, I text Ryan all the time you I I do have songwriter insurance yeah there you go um uh Ryan and I he and I keep up and uh this is the best song i ever been telling them for two years like this song means it's the, one of the best songs I've ever heard it's such a unique like take on it and like you I'm always looking for songs that are different and say it a way you haven't heard before the idea of like I'll be the moon man that guy can be the sun he can be in your life during the daytime but I'll be there with you at night and that's such a good idea and she kills it she sings that They're part of there it. is so awesome
0: and I wish it was a single maybe maybe I don't know but I don't think so when the record came out I love that song so much you know, Mary, I came and sang it. All, I was like, you guys have to yeah. sing it on the show. Like, yeah. I love the show. I love the song so much. She was like,
1: I mean, she's blown up, obviously. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, she's relatively new at that point.
0: Ryan, Ryan and I keep up. Yeah. I like that dude. I do, too. He's a good dude. I think we're going to see the stagecoach uh, on Friday. He's going to be out there. We're playing on Saturday. I know, man. Are you coming in early? Yeah, I um, am. What are, you gonna, are you working or just hanging? We're playing on Saturday night. What, are you coming in on Friday? We're just we're just have to get there early because it's such a big yeah. thing. You coming in Friday night? Yeah, we're coming yeah. Friday. Fr- what time are you play? We're making Friday ten fifteen. You, oh, so you're the, but you're the big you're the big name yeah. on top of that thing. My third time, finally. It's not the
1: the the top of the thing. that Stagecoach is a tough gig. The the ideal gig is the one right before the last one, as it always is. Eight o'clock slot. Sun's still going down. They're still serving alcohol. People's buzzes are still kind of going up a little bit. They're in a good mood still. Ten fifteen. You know they're they're like almost hungover at this point. You have to go out there and like just kill. You have to kick their ass to, to you, try to.
0: You're one of the big names. Like you, there are three big names. I know. It's Dirks, Shania because that's who's our night, and then maybe it's Kenny, Kenny. Yeah, the first
1: time I played there was with uh, was Daylight and Taylor Swift went on before me. That, was, that says a lot. It was back in 2007, and I came back and opened for Miranda, and then this time we're
0: finally headlining it. So look
1: at that. Big deal, big night, man. It's crazy. Stagecoach is a is a, is one of the. Big I'd ones. never been before, man. They, they asked man. us to
0: play like six months ago. It's fun, and we were like, because we it's, weren't going to play a bunch of idiots. I was just doing stand-up. Yeah, no, I, it's and everybody was like, come do stagecoach.
1: Yeah, it's fun. Well, hopefully you'll, you'll be in there that night. It'll
0: be, it'll be awesome. Yeah, I'll come, We'll come out to the show. We're standing in friend's house, close. So we're just going to be able to walk over there. Is I guess is that walkable? Like, can you walk stagecoach? Yeah, coach?
1: yeah. Run back and forth. There's it's so much going. On. The backstage is great. There's so many different bands, I and mean, that's what's great. You got guys like. Yeah, I, mean, I was, you have bluegrass bands playing. You got Jerry Lee Lewis is playing. You got country. They do a great job of really bringing like everybody in that's under the country umbrella. So
0: we're playing a lot of the Brian O'Connell festivals this year. Yeah, we're doing that. Route ninety one at Faster Horses, and we're great. doing. And so O'Connell's festivals are fun, man. Those in particular are great. He takes a lot of pride. In, he makes the backstage vibe great. That's what. He, that's and what he, he like. You can tell.
1: And for the fan experience too, you know. I mean, I love all the festivals. They're great, but the, having like festivals that aren't just the Kind of same feeling. They kind of have this unique, like Route 91 has its own feel, and Faster Horses has its feel, and, and Watershed has its feel. And the the we'll, I'll go out with Brian in a golf cart and go drive around. The people are tailgating. He'll show me where. This is where we set this place up just to get ice, man. They can get ice anytime they want here, and Sunblock. And this is a pond they can go fishing at. They can get fishing poles from right here and go fish in this pond. I mean, he really makes it unique. And um, hopefully we're doing some of those together. I'm doing Faster Horses. Uh, maybe I'm
0: doing Watershed. I don't know. Does it feel like you live two lives? I do live two lives because it's it's like the normal dude during the middle of the week and then the rock star on the weekends. I'm
1: literally, I've had a chance to do like some TV stuff and and it would make for great TV, but I just don't want to have like cameras on me. But because of aviation and because and and I'm true to myself on who I am on the road is definitely who I am. My fans, I'm honest in, in front of them, and that's a big part of my personality. When I get on stage and go crazy. Um, but I am literally, you know, I'll be, I'll be flying home and the next morning at, when my kids are younger, I'll be like in a mommy me class with a, a twirly baton, you know, like doing like the things But no one, the right, no one possibly think that I was doing this, you know, but like, cause I, I mean, I'm all in on the dad thing. Like I, I, there's nothing beneath me, nothing I won't do. I won't do anything. And so it's, uh, it's definitely, I physically am two places at once too. I mean, I get very little sleep. I, you yeah, I'm up every morning. Early because I, I I want to have a full life here and one thing it takes a toll on is, is the sleep but um I I really am physically sometimes in two places at the same time
0: I want to end on this and and I wonder if it got I have to a question it. for you okay cool uh okay your book. let me hit first and then I'll come up you guys whatever Napa you want Napa paying you for Napa I
1: walk by your book every day because it's in my closet the back not. Of you. there's a back there with, with the Napa symbol this is a good question it drives me crazy all the time I see I go you get paid on that Napa thing in the back Cover? Nothing, that zero. The only question I had. All right,
0: zero. Napa buys a studio sponsorship. I know, so it's in there, and it's in there, and it. And I wanted that book to be just random pictures, right? And so, just like the book is all random stories, yeah. And I just want, and Napa, we, we had to make the decision: do we not choose the picture because there's a logo, yeah, or do it is a part of my life and a part of time? We were like, you know what? They just, I really like working with Napa because yeah. they're fantastic. But also, it was like you know, this is now. Nap- the- weirdly, they're a big part of my life because they allow me to eat. The sponsors yeah. of the show allow me to eat. It's important. We had to have a meeting to go on the picture of the book. There's a Napa logo. Do we cut it? Do we make it black? So you did Do think it- about it, absolutely. Okay, gotcha. And it was just, I just tried in that book to as much of my it, life. It real. really was. It's very real. Just yeah. let it be. I just see that all the time. I was like, it's so funny. I wonder if you got. it's like, so funny you asked that because we had a whole meeting about that. I was like, funny. just let it be. And yeah. they get no, no, no money extra. I don't think we ever even told them. Yeah. They are happy. We know, yeah. Um, Okay, here's my question. So when the ACMs happened and you were hosting, I was back before I presented. It was crazy how calm and chill you were in between. Mm. We were just talking before I I went on. And I was about to go on and do Album of the Year. And I was rooting for you, and I said publicly, I wanted you to win Album of the Year. You you didn't win, which sucked, but I wanted you to win. And so I opened. I looked at the card ahead of time, Yeah. and I saw that it was Miranda who won. Yeah. And I went over to Mary and told her. So as if she wanted to tell you so you wouldn't be like, let did she oh, tell yeah. you, or did you no. see it live? I saw it live.
1: I mean, because I went over so and gave her heads, heads up. Like, you know, the the award show stuff. I'm I'm as competitive. I'm I'm I don't know anyone more competitive than me. I'm I'm really really competitive. But uh, and there's times I've lived and died by the award shows. And I'm in a place now where I really I love being nominated. It's awesome. Winning would be nice, but I'm in it to win the much bigger battle. I know, but it sucked I'm for the, you. Like I wanted you to the, win. I gotta be honest, man. I'm like I, I it'd be, yeah. I, I, I'd like to win so I could thank people like you that have played. You played. I you know you played songs and given them a chance to get things going. I want to thank Mary. I Want to thank my wife. But man, I just want to. I want to beyond all that. I want and you to, all gonna, you're going to do all that. You're, you, get, you're, you get the trophy. That's great. But winning in you can't just win in when you have. I'm winning. I feel like I'm winning in, in life, man. I have like I get to go do that, and that's great. And I, maybe I didn't win album of the year, but when the show's over, I get to go back to like. I had this great band I gotta play music not, with. I'm,
0: I agree. you it's awesome. Family. Life's awesome. No, life is awesome. But that's my still, quote. That's my mantra right there. Still, life is awesome. I'm just telling you, I was like Life is awesome. I was sad you didn't win. And I was like, this is this is just boy looking out for boy, and I was yeah. like, come on, Mary, if you want to tell him, I don't want it, I don't Man, want him to like on TV like be like, Oh, if,
1: if your album's out the same year Miranda's out, you just you're not you're not gonna get it. That's the way that's the way it goes. And it's deservedly so she makes great records, she's got a great voice, she's
0: a great friend. And I'm happy for it. She uh, you know, and it was a double out. was an art piece. It was a fantastic art piece. I'm, I'm just, just saying, it. I wrote yeah. it for you. I looked, Thank I wanted you. to see it. Then I went and told Mary, your manager. I was like, he didn't win. So if you want to tell him, just so it, she's it, used to me not winning. My my sister calls me the Susan
1: Lucci of uh, of country music. So, hey, it better be that than nothing else. But I I I'm I, I'm so appreciative of every worship I've been nominated for. And I'm saying this in all honesty. But I would tell any younger artists out there, do not make that your goal. Do not look at Kenny. He never won anything to like he was already playing stadiums. Luke doesn't win a whole lot of stuff. Uh, and he didn't start winning until he was already playing stadiums. Like do not focus on winning a, a, a piece of hardware. It's so silly. And it's a lot of it's voted on. As you know, I'm not going to tell the listeners, you know, just enjoy your steak. You don't want to see how it's made. It's, it's not a pretty process. How that stuff gets voted it on. Not. It's really not. And it's, it's not the true judge of like, what is good is your audience. When you go out there and you stand in front of that microphone and they, sing songs back to you. That's what any younger artist should be focused on. And that's what I focus on. There's times in the middle of my career where I didn't, and I got frustrated, but I, man, I don't, I don't care.
0: This, I, art, yeah. this article just popped up on notifications. It's the best 100 choruses of all time, like hooks of songs. <laughs>
1: Ross Copperman? He's his name? No, it's not even country songs. <laughs> like, if
0: I say Ashley Simpson, Pieces of Me, do you remember the chorus of that song? No. Yeah, I mean, Pieces I either. of Me. And I don't, I'm just looking through some of this list. I mean, like, I, I can sing all like the Moana soundtrack I, I have kids. I you bet know. you know all that stuff. I know. All right? that. I mean, I can sing. Yeah. I want to get here and see the top of these real quick. You're this welcome. Is I can sing. Uh, here we go. All right, here we go. Top ten. You ready? Oh. Uh, Miley Cyrus, "Wrecking Ball." That, everybody knows that. They came in like a wrecking it ball. Came in like a wrecking don't, ball. Don't hurt your voice. Sorry. Uh, ride with me. You know that one? Oof. If ride you want to come me. and take a ride with me, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. you know the That's Nelly so song. Right. Nelly, yeah. Florida Georgia Lions. What are you about to say? I would say Flow Rider. Oh, Flow Rider. All right, <laughs> all right. Uh, R. Kelly ignition remix. I don't know. I'm not trying to be. Didn't cool. have a song like Pee on Me or something. He has. A, he has a whole video. Okay. Yeah, He has a, he has a whole oh, life it's called so Pee un- on Me.
1: I mean, you can understand? I'm like the wrong. I listen to like flatten and Scruggs. I'm like a. I don't know anything about. These a, are the biggest 90s of all country. time. They say Katy Perry
0: Teenage Dream.
1: Uh, yeah, I know a song.
0: Give me a little piece. Damn it! Damn it! This is tough for me. T dream. That's it. Yeah, I wouldn't like. How about Empire State of Mind? Uh,
1: the whole the, the Jay Z stuff? Yeah. This whole thing's so good. That's the one about Ambience, Slipping Ambience. In New, New York, Concrete New York Jungle, jungles jungles where dreams are made of. Okay. of where are the top five?
0: you can't Ugh. This one you'll get, I bet. Jimmy World, the middle. <sighs> nah. Oh, you don't get to. It just takes some time. Little, uh, don't little, you, don't you do that? Don't you do that in your show? Uh, we part of it yes. yeah we did parts of all kinds of crap I am like I'm honestly this is not outcast Miss Jackson no I don't I'm know sorry Miss Jackson Ooh, I am for real never <laughs> meant to make your mama you know that one? Oh my gosh well, no
1: I know Roseville Kentucky and, and uh, you know yeah, Skinner yeah. Blues I'm the terrible, killer man. Mr. Brightside cause I'm Mr. Uh, I love the Bri- killers. you do love the killers I love the killers do you know man. those I guys no, but I saw them play when they played the, like, the great thing about living in Nashville is you see, like, everyone come through the Ryman, and I saw them play the Ryman, and they're still on their way up. It was it was awesome, man.
0: Number two, Since You've Been Gone, Kelly Clarkson. Since You've Been Gone. Yeah, and number one is Carly Rae Jepsen, Call Me Maybe. My son's favorite song. I know, I, 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 know, I know that whole song,
1: my son Knox is three. Call Me Maybe. We listen to Call Me Maybe, like, still, ten times in the, the car. We just got into it. hey. Lord, I just met you, this is crazy, but here's my number, so call me maybe. And all the other boys try to chase me, but here's my number, so call me maybe. And I can. Before you came into my life, I knew you so bad. I knew, you should know that. I mean, I know the whole thing, man. But I, I, it's, its embarrassing. My son loves that song. I think it must have... You no, know, it was in the movie Sing. That's the reason why I know it. There's a TV show, a movie called Sing. Where
0: it's like American Idol for cartoons.
1: Yeah, it's so good. And oh oh my gosh, Matthew McConaughey. Go back to your original thing about people you text and yeah. they'll text you back. Matthew McConaughey. So I did a thing for him called Matt, Jack, and Mac. It's, yeah, in um, Austin. Austin. Yeah, it's, it's uh,
0: uh, Mac Matt Brown, Matthew McConaughey. Yes. And, I'm so glad this happened because I can tell you the story. Okay, go
1: ahead. Uh, so anyway, and he like, uh, you know... I was really hard I couldn't do it as the schedule wasn't working out well he all three of them like called me and texted me one day and Matthew McConaughey like called me like whoa McConaughey just called me this is crazy he's texting me I, I, I decided to do it we texted a little bit leading up to it well then afterwards I hadn't, you know, I, I watched the movie Sing and it was, he was the, the voice of one of the main characters and I was like how should I put this Bravo <laughs> on Sing <laughs> so good Bravo I wrote Bravo what an idiot <laughs> bravo I don't think it's even on this phone it's a new phone and like just yeah nothing came back on that one. And, oh wow no uh, nothing no I haven't heard from that one I think I lost I think funny. i might have, I, I used my one chance up with McConaughey and this <laughs> nothing I've that, that before, he's right. not texting back a stupid country singer
0: alright there we go it's already over it's over dude we Gosh. talked for an hour and so good, hour 20 man. minutes time just flies by it was really fun man thanks dude I appreciate you coming love by love the show congrats thanks thanks this is a good thing I uh, you know, people listen to these for weeks and months away. So right now, black to single. So yes. You know, these podcasts are definitely not time sensitive, which no. is the crazy thing about it. So i like to do it again. But I'm uh to talk
1: lifestyle. Let's talk about food, nutrition, and nutrition. We talk about whatever you want. That's a good thing about these. is like, I want to do a podcast. I'm like, I want to talk about yeah, life hacking and how we can keep. He brought going. me a book.
0: Yeah, yeah, the tool. And I haven't I have read the Tim Ferriss book. And it's like it looks Tools like if you were to stack three Bibles on top of each other. It's, it's not about that the
1: routines big. of 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 grinders like yourself, man. I'll put a little note in there for you. You did, you, reprie- did,
0: you did put a note in there. Yes. appreciate that. All right, episode, what's that? Okay. Except episode 54. Uh, Dirk's. good to see you. Good to see you, bud. And uh, I'll, I'll probably see you in a couple days. I'll see you Friday night. Yeah. Come out. I'm going to come out. All right, come on. I, I think I've been to your shows more than anybody <sighs> else's. Like, really, I've been to more of your shows than anybody in town, period. Well,
1: yeah, it starts all the way back in D.C., I think. It was the first big one.
0: Yeah. No, oh yeah. We I came out. You like yeah. Oh, yeah, I like came out But I think you, I've you been to like seven, seven of your shows. Yeah. I've been in. We else. came to the
1: most the biggest one Nashville, which I appreciate. That was a big night.
0: That was a big night. That was yeah. a that was a great. That was like everybody was like, okay, he's that was your moment into that. You're now in the eight. Wherever you want to say it is. That that was your night Native, where it, it you kind of jumped A9. up. So, eight nine oh, All right. Whatever you want to say. All right. Darks Uh Thank you and thanks to Blue Apron 100 flowers and we'll see you guys next time.